Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 3 of Let's Talk Hemp in the 422. I'm your co-host, Morris Beagle, hanging out with my partner in hemp spirit, Rick Trojan. And here at the 422, every day is Earth Day. Today's guest is America the Beautiful, because we are going to make America hemp again and make America great again. But before we get there, let's give Mr. Trojan a couple minutes to give some of the latest news. Hey, brother. Thank you. Congrats, man. Already on that third episode. Like, that's amazing. That's, uh, that's only in the first month, which is pretty amazing. But we have an update from Vote Hemp. They have their latest crop report. According to Vote Hemp, and they checked with the Department of Agriculture in all of the 16 states cultivating hemp, we have 34 states with legislation. 16 are actually growing hemp. In those 16 states, 25,541 total acres. I remember our first year, it was uh, it was about 9,000. It was about 12, and now we're at 15 and 25. So almost, you know, we're almost double what we were last year. 32 universities are studying hemp domestically, and 1,456 licenses were issued to cultivate hemp in 2018. 2017. Or 2017, yeah. 2018 is coming up. And if, by the way, if that's a crystal ball and I predicted it right on the money, I should probably buy a lottery ticket, but I'm not going to because I'm not like a dad. Yeah, since we're discussing Iowa and the states, Iowa, uh, West Virginia, West Virginia just came out with their Department of Agriculture. In 2016, said they did 13 acres, but in 2017, last year, they went from nine individuals and 13 acres to 54 applicants and 1,400 acres, um, according to the West Virginia Department of Agriculture. Uh, but all, all the seeds that come into West Virginia come in through the West Virginia Department of Agriculture, and they all come in through a U.S. DEA permit. Does it give a list of the different cultivars that they used? Um, this particular report did not uh, list the different cultivars or where they came from. Um, I, I do know somebody that's... they're growing. They got some stuff from, from Canada. I'm not sure if it was HGI or who it was from, uh, but I know they got some stuff from Canada uh, there as well. They're growing for mainly for, for grain and for fiber, is my understanding. And some CBD. It would be nice to have a report from all the states and all the different cultivars that are listed with the Department of Ag that are being grown. We're working on that for the book. We have it on the weed side. We just need to get it on the hemp side. Yeah, somebody needs to do that. Somebody needs to write a book. You should do that, Rick. Yeah, I should do that. You know what? Actually, I just found out I have plenty of time, so I'm actually just going to sit down and crack it out, Hemingway style. There you go. It's the only way to do it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fishing. Drink way too much, uh, way too many daiquiris and mojitos. Yeah. Go shoot some stuff and then write some books. Cause the hemp also rises. That would be the name of it. Except the sun also rises, but not. We are actually taking the road trip out to Iowa next week. We're working with Vote Hemp and the Iowa Hemp Association to work with their talk with their legislators for the fourth or fifth time. Finally, this time it's in it's in reference to not only the federal legalization but also helping Iowa to get their heads out of the sand so they can start they can allow their farmers to plant hemp. So we're going to be speaking with them all week uh, next week, 30th of January, the first and the second of February. So follow us on the road trip, and we'll be we'll be chiming in with a podcast from. Iowa as well. Speaking of Iowa, I just heard from a little bird that there's some other interesting hemp developments for Iowa in the near future if things can progress somewhat rapidly. I can't really say anything beyond that, but it's pretty exciting if things can happen in Iowa. That'll open up the whole Midwest. Oh, for sure. It's funny, when we were there talking with the legislators, no one really 
I think it was Iowa, and we said, you know what, Nebraska has it, and that got them all like up in arms because they don't want to be outshone by Nebraska, and Nebraska is pulsating hemp, but Iowa's not, and Iowa should. Yeah, everybody should be growing and cultivating hemp. Everybody. Maybe not Arkansas. Well, yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Arkansas. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You're right next to Kansas, and your name is Kansas with an R in the front. You're like a pirate Kansas. Yeah, and you used to have the Wakarusa Festival, so until that got shut down. But that was cool that Arkansas did host that. Hey, let's jump across uh, into the Pacific and go to Hawaii. I just heard from uh, our buddy Doug Fine, who's been jet-setting to Hawaii and Washington and Vermont and California and really all over the place. But what they did last week on January 17th is they finally planted some hemp in Hawaii to get things kicked off there. So that's exciting to hear. And Doug's going to be on the show. He couldn't make it on this week, but here in the next two, three weeks, we're going to get Doug on the show and get a recap from all his travels. And hopefully we're going to be doing another Hawaii hemp event out there. We had the Hawaii Hemp Conference last June in Hilo, which was a blast. And we're certainly not going to forget about Hawaii because we believe Hawaii is going to have a great hemp market at some point once things get dialed in there, localizing the genetics and making sure that it falls within whatever the percentage of THC is going to be, which could be 0.3%. But hopefully something will happen there where there can be a little bit more leeway and it can be 1%. We'll see how it all unfolds out there. That was a great first year, though, for uh, for the Hawaii Hemp Conference. It was uh, absolutely fabulous. We were out there as well with you guys. It was absolutely fabulous. Lots happening in Hawaii, and plus it's beautiful, so that, that helps. Great people. We like the Aloha spirit. Hashtag one slower. Got to get that in. Hashtag one slower. Yeah, it's nice. To one, one slower, slower right but still one louder. They just do things a little more slowly, but still just as loud. Oh, it's just as loud. But you know, it, you're on Hawaiian time, and that is one slower, which is nice. I, li- I like one slower. I like that pace. True. I'll take like five slower some days for sure. <laughs> Uh, but let's move on to the new developments and news with celebrities. We've had quite a few deaths in 2017 uh, of celebrities, and recently Tom Petty had his autopsy made public. And according to Rolling Stone, this is crazy because it's so indicative of a lot of celebrities and, and people that have, that have died this last year, but in the last few years. But Rolling Stone said the medical examiner for Tom Petty just released his autopsy, and they found the phone. He essentially died of a heart attack from drug toxicity, which is opiate overdose and some other things. But here's what they found in his system. And remember, he had broken his hip and some other things, so he had some medical issues as well. He was, I think he was pushing 70-something. So anyways, so they found fentanyl, oxycodone, acetyl, fentanyl, and dipropylenyl fatanyl, which are opioids, and then temazepam and alprazolam, alprazolam, which are sedatives, and then he had citalopram, which is an antidepressant. So he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drugs in his system at the time of death. All uh, completely, I believe, I don't know all of these, but I believe they're all at least prescription or at least schedule two or lower, killing people, killing Prince, killing Michael Jackson, uh, a bunch of other people. All of these things are not schedule one cannabis, which has never killed anybody from an overdose because it can't physically shut down your breathing or stop your heart. Cannabis has killed zero people from overdose, and it remains a Schedule 1. So a complete craziness in the fact that the, that the news reports and, and such aren't really reporting this to such a high degree is kind of astounding. All these people dying from this, from this drug, and, and they're freaking out about cannabis, which is completely benign. It's just, it blows my mind. 
Well, that's the world that we live in, you know. We've got big pharma out there who've been padding the pockets of politicians since the, let's say, it's the 30s. When it originally got outlawed, we know that the medical industry was involved in that and how it's progressed over the years and since the Controlled Substances Act came out and big business really started to happen in the 70s and the 80s and Reagan and all this war on drugs except the drugs that actually kill you. Right. It's all the, the war right. on the recreational drugs, the good stuff that doesn't kill you, that just makes you feel good. Where's the war on the oxycodone that 11-year-olds are now able to get because of the FDA-approved incest to, to sell opioids to 11-year-olds, um, which are killing people left and right, and there's no accountability. Actually, there's no. I think that's a better way to say it. There's no accountability to these drugs, these pharmaceutical companies or their distributors. And again, if this was if this was a Schedule One drug, like cannabis or something, I mean, these, all these people would be in jail. It, it, it's absolutely absurd. We also had recently had a problem with well, with our government shutdown. So not only is the FDA and the DEA completely incompetent, but now our politicians can't uh, can't balance the budget, keep the government open. Morris, you want to talk about that? Not particularly, but our government did shut down for a couple <laughs> of days this week, and you're exactly correct. Our government shuts down. They can't agree on anything. Let's fight about immigration. Let's fight about tax breaks, let's fight about this and that and being able to cut Medicare and cut Social Security. What we should be doing is we should basically stop funding the DEA. We should reallocate money from a lot of the programs and put them to good use for actually making America great again, putting them towards agriculture, putting them towards a new crop like industrial hemp that can give us manufacturing jobs. We have very few manufacturing jobs left here in America. How do you bring those back? Well, this crop can bring them back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, we're, that's one of the things we're talking about in Iowa is how kind of a hemp 101 for farmers and business people. How do you plant it? How do you grow it? Where, when you harvest it, where does it go? What's processing? Who's the final market? So just helping the farmers understand the supply chain uh, is critical. And then the building that supply chain as we're doing in Colorado and Kentucky and Vermont and such. So the Carolinas. So it's just, you know, we got to get these government organizations out of our way. And I thought this is as much a Republican issue, if anything, with states' rights and keep the government out of our affairs, you know, less government, less regulations. It's, it's, it can't be more Republican than this plant can't be more Republican. And they just don't seem to get their head around it for some reason. Well, Republicans aren't for less regulation all the way around. We know that. And they're not for yeah. personal freedom and state rights unless it's just the state rights that they agree with. And that's like banning gay marriage and eliminating abortion and some of these more really moral religious type positions. That's when they're for states' rights. Right. When it, well, both sides are for whatever appeases them, right? So it's, well, that's exactly. You know, Democrats are equally as guilty of a lot of stupid shit as well. Yeah. So with the that, you are getting out of the country, though. You're getting, oh. You are getting away from Democrats and Republicans because what are you doing for your big 51 louder birthday party coming up this week? Happy birthday, by the way, buddy. 51. Oh, awesome. Thank you. That's right. 51 louder. Well, I'm actually heading to Mexico for five days, six days. Going to go down there and enjoy Cancun and going to also head to Tulum and hang out with a Heaven Grown group that built a hemp house there and they're doing Cocoa Crete and other sustainable building and materials. Going to hang out with those guys, record some interview footage with them that we'll have on an episode of the 422 here in the next week or two. We'll combine it with your footage from the road trip that you're going to do. Hopefully when I'm down there, Trump can build the wall so I can't come back. If Trump can get the wall built by next Tuesday, I'll be a happy fucking man. Do you I'm think uh, you won't be able to make it back because they, you can't buy ladders in Mexico or rope? We can make hemp rope. Or the, we can make hemp rope, but then you can easily just get over the wall, just throw the rope like 
like uh, what's your name? Like um, Rapunzel. Is it Rapunzel? Like Goldilocks with the hair with the hair down with the Goldilocks? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of children. Yeah, well, there's plenty of cannabis there. down there, so I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of leftover stocks that could be processed. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have a decorticator down there. I would bet not. Fudge manual. Like and the, definitely the, the instructions are definitely in Spanish. Yeah. Like the John Patterson or Ryan Laughlin hand decorticator or Mike Lewis. Yeah, there we go. The little there wooden we go. one. There we go. <laughs> the one we cracked out. Yeah. So while you are in Mexico enjoying the sun, Tulum, and Hempcrete, um, so I'm not going to be there with you, buddy, but I am going to be in Phoenix, Arizona for the HIA board retreat, and then also in beautiful and probably freezing as cold Iowa uh, for the last week of this month, talking with legislators and working with the Iowa Hemp Association to vote hemp. So we'll have that. We'll have your Mexico information, and then we have another um, expo coming up. You want to tell us about that one? Uh, this weekend here in Denver, we've got the Indo Expo. I think this is their fifth year, and it's really cannabis growing focused. But there is a hemp section. We participated back early on, and it's gone through some changes, but it seems to have grown this year. There's a lot of our hemp buddies that are going to be out there, Hemp Hallway, that Chris and Stephanie, I think, have done a really good job of building this event and keeping it indie, vibey, community-driven. I, I think that those guys have done a really good job with this event. I wish I could attend it. I normally go every year. I know Elizabeth will be out there representing, as well as a bunch of other NOCO crew. Wish I could be there, but I'm going to be in Mexico on my birthday. I've always taken the birthday yeah. thing pretty seriously. Well, you got it. I mean, if I make it to 51, I'm the, for my birthday, I'm doing a cartwheel. Hopefully, I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I want to talk about some good stuff coming up for, for your and Lizzie's events here at NOCO here in a couple of months. We have some awesome new things going on. We have the presenting sponsor to announce, which is Pure Hemp Technology. We also have the presenting sponsor for the Farm Symposium, which is Bija Hemp. And they have actually imported in a bunch of hemp from Poland here to Colorado. They're going to be distributing and selling this year. Also, brand, brand new this year, in addition to the Farm and Ag Symposium, we have the very first Let's Talk Hemp film series, brother, where you are going to go to the Lyric in Fort Collins the night before NOCO. Going to set up some new cannabis documentaries and television shows we have, uh, our friends have been filming specific to cannabis. Um, and we're still actually accepting submissions through www.withoutabox.com. So it will be the night before. Uh, then we have, of course, the, that Friday of the infamous 422 party. And it's like a 311 concert, but it's one louder on each number. So 311 becomes 422. Bam. And then uh, we, t- we have tickets are on sale for all of these things um, now or, or this next week. Yep. And we're going to have a complete sponsor and exhibitor list, hopefully by the end of next week. We've just been inundated with applications and registrations. And if we had more space this year, we could easily sell another 100 booths. The, the interest in this from the industry has been off the charts. We're super excited about that. We have definitely officially outgrown our venue here, but it's going to be certainly one louder from opening bell to closing bell come April 5th for the kickoff and April 7th through the closing bell of the after party. It's going to be loud. It's going to be great. All right. What else do we got here? Do we have anything else to cover before we close out and head out of town and reconvene next I, week. I think we're good, brother. Happy birthday in advance and um, enjoy checking out some new, some hemp going on in another country. So let's put you on what Mexico, Poland, and now America. So you're rocking it out, dude. Yeah. Well, we'll be getting over to Greece and Germany this year and maybe South America. What well, we're going to go to Colombia potentially, right? 
Colombia is happening for sure, and then possibly Australia as well. So we could get some real good uh, global perspectives in the next few months. Yeah, when are we going to India? Is that 2019 or is that this year too? Uh, I think it's 19 because we're going to do Nepal, right? Right, the Nepal-India thing, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 19, spring. Well, we're going to have fun. Exactly. All right, well, until next time, later. Later. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.